Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, that is a much better looking Mm. day today here in New York City in comparison to what we had at least over the weekend. Hello, everybody. Alan Hahn, Keyshawn Johnson, Patrick McEnroe joining us here in studio as well. Good morning, guys. Nice to be uh, coming in on your your party here, Keyshawn. Thank no, you for having it's me. It's good, man. I yeah. couldn't wait. <laughs> you were supposed to be here a couple weeks ago yep. when I was on vacation, but I said if, Key, if Key's not here, I, I'm not coming. <laughs> wow. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're not here for backups. Hey, you know what you're what here for oh, Alan. Come on, says? come on. No, it's <laughs> all the A good. team. You guys are the A plus team. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, we're waiting to see. But when you talk about starters, we're waiting to see teams now starting to name their starters in, in the NFL. Last night, so the last of uh, preseason week two, and we had a game last night that, I mean, again, we're watching preseason football, but big decision in New Orleans that has to be made. And Jameis Winston got the start. And when you look at the performance, we don't look at final scores, obviously, right? Preseason. We don't look at final scores. But three drives, 16 plays, two of them end up in touchdowns, two of those, those drives, and, and a couple of really, really nice throws that we were just talking about, just watching there. So, I mean, it's, I felt like this was never really a decision to make between the two, he and Taysom Hill. But key, I mean, the job is Jameis Winston's. It should be whenever Sean Payton decides to make that announcement. It, it should be based on practice, based on preseason, in the body of work over the history of Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill in the National Football League. Um, When you look at it, though, these first two games, they've scored four times with Jameis on the field. They've engineered four scoring drives with him on the field. So clearly he has a command of the offense, Patrick. He knows Mm -hmm. what they want from him, and he's capable of doing it. As I said yesterday – Today will tell me a lot about it, Alan, when you ask me what am I expecting from him mm-hmm. based on game planning, the second preseason game, which essentially would have been the third preseason game in the past. They set him up for success and not failure. They wanted to see if Jameis Winston can handle the offense in a game planning situation against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is not a game plan for the season. This is just a game plan for a preseason game and how they want to do things methodically, put the ball in his hand. Can he score? Can he engineer drives? Is he going to turn the football over? And clearly he showed you last night 9 to 10, 123 yards, two touchdowns and no picks or no turnovers for that matter that he's probably the guy. More, more touchdowns and incompletions he had last night. And two of his touchdowns both went over 40 yards mm. in the air, the mm-hmm. throw. So not only was he working the, the shorter throws, but obviously they opened, when they opened it up, he was there. And, and made it happen. And, and to me, as someone that you know doesn't follow it the same way that you guys follow it, just watching it last night, I'm thinking, how could there even have been a controversy? Yep. This guy's just so much better than Taysom Hill. I know that Hill's going to come in and do the things that he does, but Winston looked totally in control of the offense. Sean Payton, obviously, I mean, the way the guy you're, – if you're Trevor Lawrence, you're thinking, hmm, it'd be nice to be on that side of the ball because <laughs> they, they just – the, the offense, the way it was running – just looked so clean and, and so solid and so many options for Jameis Winston, and he, he took advantage of it. And just think, too, no Kamara, you know, no Michael Thomas. I mean, they're still missing two of their biggest right. pieces on offense, and yet Winston had success. We'll get to Jacksonville and what that looked like and what people are saying about Urban Meyer and what he's looked like so far here. But you mentioned Sean Payton and the decision. Yesterday we told you um, about Peter King um, 
in his Football in America column where he goes around the league and he talks to coaches and he gets information. And he said, Sean Payton said he wants to, he plans to have his starter named before the final preseason game. Well, that's Saturday. It's Tuesday. They played last night, which means, okay, we should know, right? So when I'm in the, when I'm a beat writer and I see that report by Peter King, it gets you a little annoyed. I too, say, well, it? no, it, well, I say, okay, <laughs> well, we just played the game. So maybe it's, it's time to make that decision. So let's first start with Sean Payton from last night on the quarterback battle and, and how they plan to handle it. So what's your timetable look like? By when do you one. want to decide? I don't have one right now. Before we play the first game. You don't have one right now? <laughs> not wait, the, wait, wait, wait. So, so, so you're going to tell Peter King when you plan on making the decision, but then Lisa Salters asked you this question on, on Monday Night Football, and your answer is we don't have a timeline? You just told Peter King you have a timeline. This is the problem I have, though. Key. Like, I'm, I'm here working, and I ask you a question. I just want you to be honest with me, right? Trust is a delicate thing. I keep telling you that. Hey, I ask you this question, and you're going to give me that. We don't have a timeline. Well, you told Peter King you do. Well, that was a so couple weeks ago. now what are we doing ago, here? I had a timeline a couple weeks ago. Every day, if Lisa Salters would have asked me at that time, I would have told her the same thing. It's day to day. I'm I'm a coach. I'm moving. I'm just talking. And Come on. You're just writing. I. It's not that I disrespect you. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm talking. I'm a coach. I'm. Yeah. I don't. Not, you ask me today. I might tell you next <laughs> week. I don't know. I think I'm sensing That's a, a little, coach. little Alan Hahn, little beat writer jealousy right here. Like, how can you just, give it me I'll, this Let stuff? me tell you something. Yeah, Patrick, is that, is that this, what this is about, Alan? You, wanted, you, you know? understand why this happens? Why you I get, get the animosity it. with, no, I with get the media? It. That's why. Don't no, treat me it. different than someone else. I get it. You you are considered the local guy in Peter well, King. And you're is, there every day. Yeah, yeah. But that, just no, that was Lisa Salter's asking that question. Yeah, but even the beat Similarly, she's also just coming in for the game. Just for the game. She's not there all the time like you are as a beat writer. Yeah. And I get it, you, you as a beat writer, you're there every single day, so you feel like there's a relationship. I'm in uh, the trenches, baby. You, you write there with your pen and pad, and you're standing there, and you're watching pre-practice. I get it, every day. And then the big guy comes in, drops down out of the <laughs> helicopter, and he gets what he needs, and he gets back and up, he gets and he goes. Dogs, mm-hmm. right. I understand it, but coaches like Sean Payton, they're not going to give you anything until they're ready to give it to you. That's just how they are, whether it's Belichick, whether it's a Parcells, you got to remember, these dudes all come from kind of like the same universe. Somebody created the book, and they followed the book the entire way. That yeah, script. Li- listening to Sean Payton and that, th- those comments right there reminded me of Belichick and the way yeah. Belichick handled And he's just going to say what mm-hmm. he's going to say. He doesn't give a you-know-what about right. your feelings as the beat writer or anybody else. And, you know, look, this is the first time in what? In, in the entire 2000s, of, you know, what is it, when Breeze came in, 15 right? years? Yeah, 06, 06 yeah, I think. It's been a minute. First that time he's had to deal with, Yeah, that he's had to deal with. There's a little bit of a question about who's going to be the starting quarterback. Look, after last night, in my humble opinion, uh, there should be no question anymore. It's Jameis Winston. That's just a no-brainer. All right, yeah. well, here's Sean Payton. Now, this is in the press conference now. So, so we just played you what he said to Lisa Salters on the field for Monday Night Football. So here's now – the unwashed masses known as the beat writers talking to him after the game on the quarterback battle. When we, we know what direction we're going, we'll, we'll let you guys know. And we're not going to, you know, try to anticipate saying, hey, it's going to be midweek or next week. Or, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the best way for us to handle it. And it's kind of how we've always handled something like this. But, but I was pleased with not just the quarterbacks. I was pleased with how we played as a team. 
for the most part. Oh, I got to tell you, when you when you do that whole thing, we'll let you know. That's mm. so demeaning, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. patronized. Like, pat me on the head yeah, just and send keep, me on my way, keep coach. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. To oh, come back think, every day. It's like Pat Shermer saying, when you know, I'm ready. call me coach. Get the hell right. out of here. Well, I think that, that Sean, you know, as long as he's been in it, he's never been called the question about what he says from one week to the next or the day to the next. He just He's just up there talking. He knows that the answer has to be, before the start of the regular season, no matter what the situation is. And even though he told Peter King that. He told Peter King before the last preseason game, that which he is would in like, four days. That he would like to name a starter before the last preseason game. Doesn't mean that he's going to. Just means that he would like to. Mm. And, I, and I guess part of what's holding him back, Sean Payton, in declaring that Jameis Winston is for sure the quarterback, maybe has something to do with the 111 interceptions that he's thrown in his career since he came into the league. Uh, that may have a, something to do with it, but he went to the perfect spot, in my opinion, yes. Jameis Winston, as someone that knows how to handle uh, a, a, an offense and obviously had Drew Brees to throw the ball around. But I, I thought Winston looked fantastic last night. Now, whether that continues to, you know, when, when, the, when the things really get serious, yeah. right. when, as you said, Keith, you know, the defenses start game planning and they got the number one guys in there all the time, how will he handle it then? Then we'll see. And the situation that Winston is in also taking that year learning from a veteran quarterback, that is a topic we will get to a little bit later on in the show as well, why that is actually a really good format for a young quarterback. Jameis Winston got the start, and we get to start the day with Jameis' strong performance on Monday Night Football. Start the day brought to you by Indeed. Higher right now. Higher right right now. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Is it ever okay to rage quit a fantasy football league in the middle of a draft you got to hear this story. If you're part of fantasy football, I mean, when you hear this, you're going to lose your mind. That's coming up next. KJZ, ESP, do you have a read? Uh, yeah. You are holding a read. So I'll tell you what. We will get to that story and more after Key has this. From O'Reilly. From O'Reilly. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> when you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. They'll even bring it out to the curbside for you, or you can choose to have your parts delivered right to your front door with free shipping on most orders. That's free shipping. I'm all in on that. Over $35. Get on your auto parts quickly with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com today. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? And as far as Key goes and the diva, Key, you're so diva, it's more like Kiva should be your new name. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins.
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Giving wrestling strategy <laughs> to yeah, a two-time champ. Superfly snooker like. Good reference. <laughs> Top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Hahn, Keyshawn Johnson, Patrick McEnroe here with us as well. We want you to be part of the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's golf, Keyshawn. Yeah, he does. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. Right. That's golf. Did you yeah. notice that, the too? Golf, yeah, I noticed when he did it earlier. Earlier, he comes in, I'm going. He's doing the, he's trying to show me the tennis swing. You understand? Swing. Like, the last name is That looks a little McEnroe, bit more like golf, right? like, Keyshawn. <laughs> I know. You say his last name is McEnroe. Not McEnroe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. Are you, did you ever play tennis? No. Judging Never. by his practice swing, I would say probably not. No. <laughs> I was going to ask you to evaluate. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been around the tennis circuit, but I didn't play. No. Not okay. even, not even once. But golf, yes. Mess around, right? Yeah, mess around. Probably not good at that what either. What about though. you, Alan? You no. play a little bit, right? I, I tried. Okay. Tennis, tennis was perfect for uh, basketball training, like because of the cross lateral, training. yeah, yeah, right. lateral movements, same and, sort of movements, yeah. Right. Anything though, suicide, yeah. no, no, yeah. no good at all. Just See, brutal. Tennis and golf. I can cover a lot of ground though. Mm-hmm. Growing up, tennis yeah. and golf was not part of our environment. Part of your thing. Yeah. It wasn't. Don't give me that look. No, you uh, do that it, a lot, though. It wasn't a, part of our upbringing. It's just, it wasn't. It's like swimming. Like, swimming was not part of our deal. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't – around something, you don't learn. It's like basketball, football was part of our deal. But as an athlete, Baseball was early on, and then baseball went away from the inner cities, mm, and it became yeah. more of a suburban sport, even though it was always a suburban sport. But it, it went away from the Daryl Strawberries and the, and the Eric Davises of the world – in the, in the Murrays of the world that was inner city driven mm-hmm. because it's just you you do what you know. Yeah, no, you, that part yeah, I yeah, understand. You do what's around you. And yeah. You're, yeah, you're, that's, listen, that's a big problem in tennis. What the hell, I'm going to get money to go play golf and tennis. Well, stop it. <laughs> what you mean? We all know that. They're, they're, what do you mean? We they're not, how much they're money. not building any damn tennis courts stop. in the inner cities when I was growing up, and it sure in the hell wasn't no golf courses nowhere around. Once, I think we had again, like one golf you course. You forget that I read your book. So yeah. I know that you were you were folding bank as early as what fourteen that years old. That doesn't mean I'm gonna spend so it on you, some you, damn you, golf you, and tennis. It wasn't give me. I gotta give my money to my family. <laughs> it wasn't give me the damn tennis ball. It was give me the damn football, right? Exactly. Or the ba- maybe the basketball. Although Keith would have been real interesting as a tennis pro. Though. Yes. Oh yes. Like that. That would have. We been. need some. We need some. Because you would have been right in. I would have been like, yeah. y'all, you, your brother, what Agassi, all the just crazy dudes. That's mm-hmm. what I'd have been, right? You, yeah, you would have fit right in. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That crazy world of tennis that they were in. Yeah, you would have fit. Screaming in. at the umps. We, we, we need yeah, people yeah. like you in tennis. You kidding me? Absolutely. How many rackets would I have broken? <laughs> Quite a few, probably. Yeah. Keyshawn J. Will Zuma, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So, damn it, it did hit the line. <laughs> so we had the fantasy uh, football marathon um, earlier this week. 
and or last week I should say. And <laughs> once you get into fantasy football, Patrick, have you there's played? no going back. No, yeah, I oh no, you're in. No. It's like yeah, you're, I know there's people obsessed with it. I understand. Right, yeah. so you've I'm not ne- one of them. You've never the dabbled. Okay, yeah. I, I have unfortunately, okay. and then I've gotten into that world, and then I tried to quit it, and then they pulled me back in. Yeah, right. Well, all right. So James Steele. I can't Steel, quit you. <laughs> right. Uh, one of our producers, James Steele, is part of um, what is a is it is it a, a dynasty league, a legacy league? Yeah. League, so right? me, me, and uh, some other guys, uh, we we uh, started up a dynasty league from scratch here. You basically you keep your the same team year to year, and then you just draft rookies every year. So your roster pretty much locks, and then yeah. each then you just follow up. It's like having a real team. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a, it sounds like a real normal team. football. Yeah. yeah. And so, all right, so then you're having your draft, and then what happened? Yeah, so we're like, we're like eight rounds in. Well, first of all, the, uh, we just opened the draft room, and there was no real time limit. Uh, we were just trying to get through it. It's a pretty long draft. Uh, How many teams? Uh, there's 12 teams. 12 teams, okay. And we're drafting uh, 30 rounds. So we just Ooh. open it up. And how long does this take generally, uh, James? Well, they didn't put a time limit on it, so that already tells me. No, but I'm asking, problems. like, yeah. generally. Cause I don't know. This like, like, drafts take, like, maybe uh, an hour or oh, okay. two if they're, you know, if, okay. if it's a real long one. But so we get, through, uh, we get through the first 11 picks out of this 12-team draft. And the 12th guy, he takes, like, 10 hours to pick his what? first two uh, first two guys in a snake draft. Oh, no. Oh, no. And oh, we're getting no. kind of annoyed because we were moving along. And then second time around, it takes them almost three hours to pick. And so we and decided. And what, what do you guys do in the meantime? Like, are you you're well, I mean, doing other just things? Kinda, three hours to pick what? Are you just sitting on, like, yeah, a Zoom a call? Or? No, no, no. No, we just, opened the, we just opened the draft room, and you picked whatever it was your turn. Oh, that turn. way you okay. didn't have to get everyone to virtual. the same oh, time. Right. Wait, hold on, no. Three hours to pick one player? Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, so he, he just... So he really we, we serious were, about this. We, yeah. No, or, no, no, or, he just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, or, oh, yeah, okay. or he's just completely apathetic. So, so you know, we, we give him the text messages, we try to call him, there's just nothing, there's no movement. So we implemented, hey, once you get the text between these hours... You're on the from, clock. ...from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., you have 30 minutes to, to make your pick once you get your you're-on-the-clock text... <laughs> or else we auto draft for you. Oh, it and takes so, thirty minutes. And so yesterday, as I'm leaving work, uh, I get a text from my co-commissioner saying he has thirty seconds, or he has thirty minutes from right now, or else we auto draft from him. Thirty minutes. Now, have, nothing you, from have, him? have you have you heard from him at no. all during this time? Like, is he no, said, no, he said it? nothing. No, it's like he was yeah. like he was a ghost. Okay. And, and uh, so thirty minutes go by, and we auto draft for him, and he uh, he didn't like it. Hmm. Uh, he. Uh, threw a fit and uh, shut his phone off, <laughs> and so we kicked him out of the league. Oh, I love it! And uh, we had to, we were scrambling to find someone to uh, take take a spot yesterday. So who's the sucker? I mean, who's the guy you found? Actually, we we know them we know them pretty well. The Cornets took over in this spot. So. Really? Yeah. Always the heroes, the Cornets. Yeah. Always they're, they're the great. heroes. Just, so, just great humans. So, all right, so they had to basically take the roster that already Yeah, so I, I sent them the roster. Built. It was eight picks. It, it wasn't a terrible team. They had some good players like Steph Diggs and Zeke and uh, right. uh, uh, David Montgomery from, from Chicago. So it wasn't a terrible roster. They had Dak as their quarterback. Right. They looked at it, and they are like, all right, yeah, sure, we'll do it. And uh, so they're in. So are they exempt? They, I, w- I would demand exemptions, like finishing last. I don't have to pay the price. Um, I probably want the number it's one not, pick it's not next that big year. Of a, it's not that big of a buy-in or anything. So I mean, it's not, it's not too 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 big of a deal. Is it money involved? Right, this yeah, story isn't bit. as exciting as Evan. Is, it is, it, is it money involved? 
Yeah, there's, there's always money. money. Yeah, yeah, there's always a buy-in. What's the fallout? What's the fallout from the guy that got kicked out? What, what's his take on the whole situation? Is oh, I don't know. Back in, I don't know. He's you just No more communication. Yeah, yeah, he needs a beatdown. You're done with him. Yeah. So uh, why, why? Why would you do that? So I mean, all's well that ends well. Well, that's well, it's bad form, no doubt about that. But I mean, to quit in the middle of a draft, yeah. See, I, I feel like he's getting away with this. Like to let him just walk away. No. Well, now we're talking about it on a national radio program. Mm. So. Mm. You want to name his name? Want to put his name out there so that no <laughs> other fantasy league ever takes him? Don't he's, accept he's this someone, guy. He's Alan Hahn. <laughs> yeah. He's someone that my he's someone that my co-commissioner Brian and don't really know him. His name is Jake, though. So wow. Jake. Jake from State Forum. Jake. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Well, that's why we're presented by Progressive Insurance, of course. All exactly. Right. Eight 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 ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six is the number. If uh, if if it's ever acceptable. To quit in the middle of a draft when you're in fantasy football. I, I, I mean, there never can never be a reason that that's acceptable. Like, I'm certainly not in the wrong when you're here. Just not There's happy. no way that I'm in the wrong No. Here. Wait, three hours to make one pick? Yeah, I don't no. understand the three hours for one pick. I just don't. It, no. it should just take you two minutes. Attention. Like, you should have been attention. done your homework beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or, yeah, or, or, or either you're going to buy in. you got to care. If you don't, then you're out. Right. Goodbye. See you later. If only it was that easy to remove owners – in the NFL the same way. <laughs> You're not running your team well. Get out. Get out of our league. Yeah. All right, be part of Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper ESPN. On the Dr. Pepper <laughs> call-in line, I'm guessing that is. Uh, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So what should the person who replaces this guy who rage quit in the middle of the draft, what should they get as a reward? For taking over hmm. that team that's already set. All right, that is coming. That will get your calls. We'll get your tweets at Key J and Z. There's no punctuation, just so you know. I didn't Key. say anything. And there's a missing I couple didn't of say words anything. here as well. I'm just laughing. And I'm right. just trying to battle it's through right now. I'm taking shrapnel right you now. <laughs> Mike Reese, by the way, he's going to be here next to tell us what exactly happened with Cam Newton and what his absence means mm. in the Patriots quarterback competition that's after this from rumble on do you have a motorcycle atv or even a truck that's sitting in your garage that you've been waiting to sell with rumble you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes rumble will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime anywhere harley polaris can-am yamaha and even if you're just looking to trade in rumble on will pay cash no matter what the make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today. Enter promo code RADIO to get a $300 increase in your cash offer. Rumble On. Fast bikes, faster cash. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is it the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Freddie Coleman, and you know I'm ready. This is Greedy. Northwestern is ready. Ian Fitzsimmons here. I'm ready. And so are Oklahoma and Texas. Sort of. The SEC. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Very interesting stuff mm, very. right there out of Mike Reese. Off of the reports out of New England, the story that broke uh, yesterday about Cam Newton and the fact that he is now going to be away from the team uh, until Thursday due to a misunderstanding on COVID tests that were conducted away from NFL facilities. And that is, again, according to the New England Patriots. KJZ ESPN Radio, Alan with Key, also Patrick McEnroe with us in studio as well. And... We go to New England for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, joining us from Gillette Stadium. Good morning, Mike. So can you elaborate, if you would, about what you were suggesting there as we played that in the rejoin of the the situation involving Cam Newton and maybe the convenience of it, again, speculative, <laughs> because it allows Mac Jones to get more reps. Oh, gosh, stop. Here we go. <laughs> Alan, Keyshawn, Patrick, great to be with you. I came out to the stadium for Keyshawn, so I just want to note that right off the top here. He noted that um, in studio too, Mike. He was all over that. Very appreciative. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So, well, look, let's just start with just sort of how this happened. Uh, you know, we know the Patriots were out in Philadelphia all last week. They had the joint practices, then the preseason game. So players had some time off over the weekend, and the Patriots were fine with whatever Cam needed to do. You know, gave him the go-ahead, uh, but Cam needed to continue to have daily testing wh- wherever he was going, and, and that's something that players that are unvaccinated uh, need to do. And I, and I think the key here is that whatever testing Cam needed to do, it needed to be part of this bioreference group that's leading the testing for the NFL, and that seems to be where the misunderstanding was, and it sort of knocked Cam, if you will, out of that bioreference system, and that's why he needs to start back up again, and it's five days until he can come back into the facility. Mike, how did the organization, for that matter, have a bit of a misunderstanding on the league's protocols on how the tests are supposed to be conducted? That's a little bit of a blind spot, Keyshawn. You know, it's, it's unclear if it was actually the organization's misunderstanding or maybe it was Cam himself, his understanding. The statement left that sort of open to interpretation, which being around the Patriots doesn't necessarily surprise me, Keyshawn, just because maybe there's an aspect of they don't want to share that particular detail as it relates to the situation. I think from their view, Bill Belichick's view, the bottom line is Cam wasn't at practice yesterday. It's not going to be at practice today, not going to be at practice tomorrow when the Giants come to town. And Thursday, you'd hope if the timing works out, 
he can get back on the field. Well, most likely, Mike, he probably wouldn't have played in the third preseason game anyway, considering that he is somewhat named the starter, depending on who you ask, whether it's the media or the head coach or (laughs) Josh McDaniels or Cam himself. So what does this do for Mac Jones now that he'll be able to get more reps as they get toward the final preseason game and into the regular season? So I'd go to yesterday's practice, Keyshawn, as an example. You know, one reporter, and every reporter is like charting every single quarterback repetition here in New England, had Mac for 31, you know, repetitions in yesterday's practice. Key, that's like probably double what he might have gotten if Cam was there. So in that sense, it's significant. He's getting work with players like Nelson Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Jonu Smith, top players that maybe otherwise would have gone to Cam in yesterday's practice. And... You know, it's interesting with the three preseason games, Key. Like, I don't know how Bill Belichick will, would have handled the, the final preseason game if this didn't happen. Like, he still might have played Cam Newton from this standpoint. It's not like Cam is Tom Brady 19, 20 years in the system and doesn't need the work. It's possible he still might have played Cam in the final, and he still might in the final preseason game. So I think that's sort of still open-ended in terms of how Bill might approach this final game. Uh, Mike, I, I, <clears throat> you know, the offseason for the Patriots, they spent $165 million, okay? That's the, in free agency. That's the most in history in the NFL. So clearly the organization and obviously the head coach, Bill Belichick, thinks that they can make a run with presumably Cam Newton at the helm. So I'm not quite sure why Cam Newton couldn't see whatever – doctor he needed to see in Massachusetts that's maybe a story for another day but more pertinent I think to this issue is you know we can't say he's unvaccinated we know the details you know we can't get into that but you know this competitive advantage that a lot of the teams have been talking about or putting your team more at a disadvantage do you think that this is you know something that's concerning to the organization at this point the fact that Cam's not able to practice for the next I mean I know he was out earlier in the preseason not a big deal but where does this sort of land in the overall theme of players you know some of them on some of these teams potentially not being vaccinated it's a good question you know Devin McCourty the longtime captain uh, actually talked about it yesterday he said first of all at practice they view it as like an injury situation every practice it seems like a player is in or out due to an injury and you just sort of roll with it and maybe at quarterback it's a little more recognizable because of the nature of the position so that's sort of how they handled it yesterday and I would say in the big picture like for Cam does this necessarily is this a huge deal no you know I think he can make up the time but maybe in the bigger picture you know when Bill Belichick says Cam's a starting quarterback he repeated this the other day he said because because he was here last year and he returned he still needs to reestablish his position and compete in training camp. And so he is saying that Cam's a starter, but he's also telling us like there's a competition going on. And Mac Jones is making some significant strides to at least spark a conversation of would they consider, you know, starting Mac Jones. I don't think that's sort of out of bounds to to mention uh, in the context of how Bill Belichick has described this situation. We're talking with Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots for ESPN. He's outside of Gillette Stadium. He's got the latest information on everything going on with the Patriots, including Cam Newton not being available now for the next couple of days. But something uh, that Bill Belichick said yesterday before all this came out, he said it on radio uh, up there in Boston, that 
Mac Jones would have to outplay Cam Newton, but uh, Cam Newton was the starter from last year. So to take that job away, he'd have to outplay him. He'd have to play better and suggested then that he hasn't done that yet. What did you think he meant there? And is that also another way of naming Cam Newton his QB1 without actually saying it yet? You know, I, I think it's sort of a mix of it all, Alan, and it's like I, Bill Belichick doesn't want to hand out jobs, and, and he made the point in what you're referencing of it's not just the quarterbacks. Like, take another player on the team. Like, you might think uh, a recognizable name. Dante Hightower is a starter at inside linebacker because he's been a starter over the years, but if he comes into camp and doesn't perform, like, there's a player behind him that they could easily just put right in there. And I think that's the point Bill Belichick was making, not just at quarterback, but at every position. And so he doesn't want to say, yeah, Cam's our starter. There's no competition here. That's not what his program is built on. I think Key would, would, would agree with that, having been around Bill and understanding his players, the mindset he wants them to have. So I think that, to me, is sort of what it is. He's saying Cam's our quarterback, you know, unless he falls off or Mac rises up and, and performs better than him, and then it's up to us or him to sort of tell us, has that changed between, you know, the start of camp and now? Speaking of mindset, uh, Mike, where are the Patriots at with Nikhil Harry, and has he done enough to stay on the team, or will he be one of those guys at the last-minute cut where they just say, you know what, never mind, it didn't work out? So first-round pick, 2019, probably looking, Keyshawn, as their fourth receiver right now after Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers. So he's got a shoulder injury in the preseason game Thursday night, long pass from Mac Jones, couldn't come down with it, landed hard on his left shoulder. He's going to be out for maybe a week, a couple weeks. So that sort of complicates his status on the roster. I would think he'd be around. He's shown flashes in practice hasn't necessarily put it together in preseason games. But to me, my, my gut tells me they'll probably stick with him. Mike, great stuff as always. Good to catch up with you. Thanks so much. All right, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. All right, Got Mike it. Reese on the Goodyear hotline in front of Gillette Stadium, giving us the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We didn't dive deeper into it, but he did, you know, again, last night when he was talking about this, he did sort of put together this idea of, well, it does give Mac Jones more reps. It's not necessarily a bad thing that, that he can't be there for a couple of days now going through this. But, you know, does it give Mac Jones, does it open the door for him to, to do something? Like, would you say if, there's, if there is still competition, as you would do the air quotes, competition, if there is still a competition, these next, what's left now, four days? This is it for yeah, Mac Jones because he's going to have time with the starters. Every single player in the National Football League is pushed. Everybody, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, everybody's pushed. But you know the gaps are so far away from those guys that they can't make it up no matter how much time they miss. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton, based on being there a year ago, like Bill said, having a second go around in the offense, better players around him, all of those things that he's been able to accomplish this year in training camp and in preseason has pushed him away from Mac Jones. They don't want to play Mac Jones. They want to play Cam Newton. If they needed to play Mac Jones for whatever odd, weird reason, they'll do it. They, they, they will do it because they're comfortable with it. But Bill doesn't want to pay, play a rookie quarterback with a veteran team that's poised to do some good things when you have a dynamic 
playmaker at the quarterback spot. Three days of missed practices is not going to cost Cam Newton the mm. starting job week one of the NFL season. Yeah, I mean, all the numbers, right, the preseason numbers, which I know are not that relevant, but they all favor Cam Newton, his, you know, how, how far he's throwing the ball, his points per, per drive, and so on. So clearly, they're going with Cam Newton, okay? But to me, this is more about, you know, the, the inconvenience that this, this gives the whole rest of the team and what that means, Key in the locker room, right? I mean, he's going to be the starter. He's the guy that if the Pats get back to them, it's the first time they missed the playoffs in a long time, right, Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. So obviously they believe that he can bring them back to the playoffs. Otherwise, they wouldn't have spent a fortune as they did in the offseason to retool and rebuild and give themselves a shot to make a run this year. They finished third in the division last year. When's the last time that happened? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's more about what this means internally in the locker room, the fact that he's you know got to take a few days off because of the protocol situation. Typically, let, let's just play the conspiracy reporter <laughs> game, right? I'm all in. If, <laughs> if a player does something that an organization doesn't like, let's say, for instance, Cam Newton went to the wrong doctor, did the blah, blah, blah. Like, like did his own thing, went rogue. Yeah, yeah just went rogue. Right. They wouldn't protect him. Not Bill. They're not protecting him. He messed up, blah, blah, blah. But it sounds, like, it sounds like they're protecting him now. Right. Because, right. because they expect – if they are protecting him, right. that's because they want him to be the starting quarterback. Right. If it was an issue there, they're not sticking their neck like out if they were him. looking for a reason – If they were looking for a, a reason, reason right. it wouldn't be no speculative, well, what happened here? What? Yeah. You would know. Yeah. You would absolutely know – Cam went left, and they told him to go right. Yeah, they wouldn't. They, they, yeah, they wouldn't have like taken ownership of it no. as well, saying it was a misunderstanding. And it's no, because that's and that's because there's no hidden agenda on their part to get Mac Jones no extra work. That, that's all the conspiracy. <laughs> but they stop. Look, they want Cam to be the starting quarterback. But there's still a part of me that wonders. Rogue would be a little too strong. Well, not I mean, rogue, but just kind of Cam kind of went and did his own thing. Yeah, and they're sort of like. You know, maybe behind closed doors, like, you know, Pam, maybe next time you could have let us know or what, whatever it is, right? But they, they, they need him to be ready to go in a couple of weeks yeah, for and game he, one. He seems like he is. Yeah. You know, he seems like he is. And, and he's, gotten, he's gotten less time actually playing in the preseason than Mac has, which, of course, as we know, is irrelevant. You look at right. all the guys that haven't played at all. At all, like, which time. is amazing. And even young guys like Baker Mayfield and some of the younger guys have, haven't played Justin at all Herbert. in the preseason. Yeah. He hasn't played either. Which I find rookie. very surprising. Yeah, well, that's what you're seeing how different teams are handling it, and, and we'll see if, again, if it, it does affect. Remember last year there was no preseason. Right. And you saw the effects the first couple of weeks for some players, and we'll see if that same effect uh, happens this season, which remember has an extra game in it. All right, eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six is the Dr Pepper call in line, and we've got some calls to get to. So remember the story that that James Steele told about how he has his his dynasty league, and somebody in the middle of the draft rage quit, went rogue, angry, just yeah, yeah. talk about went rogue, <laughs> yeah, rogue right. went rogue. So we're trying to figure out how do you handle this, Jeff in Pennsylvania. We begin with you, Jeff. Or not. Jeff is not there. <laughs> okay, so we continue. Jay in Pittsburgh. Jay? It's actually uh, – good morning, fellas, good first morning. off. But um, it's actually his fault. You can't put rules in place as the draft is going on. That time limit mm. should have been set before the actual draft. 
What if he wasn't by his phone? It was addressed from a computer. Jay, he went three hours before I was making about a pick. To say, three ten hours to pick the one player. Time, the first time he first went ten, ten hours. hours. We, we were going through it. Where, where, where did he do? What, was he climbing a mountain I mean, and he couldn't make the pick? What, what Jay's were you got doing? a point. I mean, you, you got you got to make the. There were no rules. He could have taken all day. No one said anything. Really? Come but on. three hours, hours to find one player. <laughs> I don't. Get don't that. get me wrong. Three hours is a long time. Yeah. But like in in the fantasy football. You need those rules set in place before any draft so takes we, place. We started okay. the draft at like two, and I it's only get my so many damn players that's gonna day. get on the field. This guy's a Steelers I don't fan understand. Over there. I don't understand. Thanks, Jay. Fantasy yeah. draft, uh, whatever legacy, whatever the hell it is. Dynasty. 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 I don't understand it. <laughs> it's only so many players you're gonna put on the team. <laughs> it's only so many players in a National Football League that's gonna give you points. And don't you think also just that a common like, this common the, courtesy where do I have to make a rule that says ten hours might be waiting too long to make your pick? You got there's twelve teams. Mm-hmm. There's eleven other guys that are like going I'm not picking Joe any day Flacco now, though. Any day now. And we gave him but three I, chances. Oh. We gave him three chances. He's not, like he he not picking Joe Flacco, so it's not that hard. <laughs> the ex players the ex players ever do any of them play fantasy? Oh, ex players? Yeah. They do. Sure, yeah, okay. a ton of them. But not you. No, I, no. I played for real, man. I don't have time to be. <laughs> well, so I'm saying, guys, you know, I played arguing, for real. Arguing about right. who to pick, right? right. I understand. <laughs> let's take uh, let's take Mike in Ohio. Go ahead, Can't Mike. Can't do it, Pat. Hmm. Drives me crazy. Yeah, I hear you. Mike on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Mike? Or not so. Mike, Mike. Mike. Yeah, okay. Good morning. Do you hear me? Good morning. We got you. Okay. Okay. I don't play fantasy because they, they people act like that's for real. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I really can't ask you a question on that. All right. Um, but I, I do have a question about Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I've been watching him play this preseason. And, um, yeah, I'm in Ohio, but I was stationed in Virginia. So um, I watched a lot of ACC games. So Duke, Virginia, Miami, that's who he beat. You know, he had a, yes, he had a good game against Alabama. And, yes, he luckily beat Ohio State. But other than that, what has he shown? You don't and see the talent. I, I, not, not right now. I, I, I'm just seeing every rookie quarterback so far this year at, at least throw the touchdown. What's the receiver name for New Orleans? He almost had more yards receiving than what Trevor had throwing yesterday. Well, I don't know. I mean, Keith, we're going to get deeper into the situation yeah. with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. But, I mean, Keith, he's, he's a talent. It's just hard to show it when there's not much around him. Well, I think what, what's, what's hurting him right now in the preseason, they don't have much around him. Urban Meyer is his coach. He's still got to learn to develop. He's young. And when you factor in all of the super hype behind him, people are going to question what he is based on all the super hype. You know how it goes. All right, we got flip-flops in Chicago. I know it's summertime, but this flip-flop is not one we're going to tolerate. We'll discuss next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.